Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Star Wars Blip Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Mandalorian Creed. Yes, this is the way. Now before we get into that, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you get your podcast helps out the show so much. Leave a review. I appreciate that. Alright, so, yes, as I said, this is the way. The Mandalorian Creed. Now, this is somewhat of a enigma in Star Wars. Uh, we've heard a lot about it. We kind of know, like, the main tenets of the Creed, like, you can't take off your helmet, uh, you serve Mandalore only, you can't become an apostate, um, the only way to lead the people is to win the Darksaber in battle, uh, the only way to get redeemed, if you are an apostate, is to bathe in the living waters. Under the minds of Mandalore, uh, those are the basic tenets of the Creed that we actually know. Now, on Wikipedia, I looked up the Mandalorian Creed, and it basically just says... It's like, it's it's a representation of the Mandalorian religion that is basically made of Mandalorians from eons past up through years, and it has songs in it, and prophesied curses, uh, the creed contains songs of eons past, and prophesied curses that foretell destruction in case of straying away from the creed. Mandalorians who came of age had performed a Mandalorian initiation ritual and recited the words of the creed. Now, here is the words of the creed. It's. It, I thought it was going to be kind of like, more of like a Ten Commandments type thing, but it's actually pretty small. Um, I swear on the name and the name of the ancestors, that I shall walk the way of the Mandalore, and the words of the creed shall be forever forged in my heart. This is the way. Oh man, that's kind of powerful. Now, I feel like there were some kind of unspoken kind of acceptives of the Creed. Uh, like in season one of the Mandalor uh, the show Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, Din Djarin says, Weapons are part of my religion. Now, the Creed doesn't explicitly mention weapons, but we can accept that through years of, you know, tradition and things like that. Mandalorians need to have weapons on them. And we can see this in The Mandalorian when Din Djarin goes on a special flight across the galaxy. He is asked to lay down his weapons and put them in a, in a, in a storage case as he goes on the train. And he has so many weapons. Like, literally, it's just this cutscene of Din Djarin taking out boot knives and, like, blasters from, like, every single part of his body. It's, it's, it's really funny. Um... But yeah, that's basically the creed. It's it's pretty short, um, and we can see the creed mentioned in season, uh, I think, three, right? Or season two? No, no, no. Season three. Season three, the Mandalorian, um, when the Armorer and Ragnar recite the words of the creed, Ragnar being Din, uh, I mean, Paz Vizsla's son. The creed required Mandalorians to take care of foundlings until they were reunited with their own people or came of age. Saving a foundling was considered the highest honor of the creed. The loyalty and solidarity were important to the creed, in seeming opposite to the Jedi, who were called to sacrifice, having certain kinds of personal relationships in their commitment to studying the Force and serving the galaxy. Mandalorians who followed the creed helped fellow Mandalorians and keep their word, even in risk of death. One of the lessons of the creed was the phrase, One does not speak unless one knows. Hmm, interesting. One does not speak unless one knows. Interesting. That's good. 
When foundlings who followed the way came of age, they performed a Mandalorian initiation ritual for the foundlings' swearing of the creed. The ceremony included banners with clan signets and drummers. The foundling had to stand in water, recite the words of the creed, and swear to walk the way. A helmet is placed on the foundling's head, and the tribe joins to say, this is the way, together. The foundling then swears to never remove his helmet from this moment on. Followers of the way of the Mandalore were too young to that were too young to speak the creed were considered too young to wear a helmet, like Din Grogu. By, the, by creed, followers of the way had to vow when asked if they had ever removed their helmet. According to the creed, after one had taken his helmet off, the only way to be redeemed was in the living waters beneath the mines of Mandalore. According to the creed, if the Darksaber was won by battle, whoever wielded it could lead all of Mandalore. According to the Armorer, the Great Purge of Mandalore was a curse prophesied in the Creed and happened because those born on Mandalore strayed away from the past, path and lost their way. And when the Darksaber was gifted to Bo-Katan Kreez, it went against the Creed. Those who walked away, walked the way, escaped the curse prophesied in the Creed. That's interesting. Um, and it's even interesting that, you know, there was prophecy in Star Wars. Um, the prophecy of the great purge of Mandalore was mentioned in the creed. So that's actually very interesting. Um, yeah, the highest honor was, you know, saving a foundling and that's what Din Djarin did. So, um, props to him, you know, that's, that's actually pretty cool. Um, yeah. So what is the way, uh, the way is basically kind of like the creed, um, you know, it's just serving, serving Mandalore with everything you've got. And it's catchphrase that a bunch of Mandalorians say, this is the way. There is only one way. The way of the Mandalore. Din Djarin to Bo-Katan The way of the Mandalore, also known as the way, the way of the Mandalore, also known as the way of the Mandalore, was a religion followed by Orthodox Mandalorian. It involved protecting fellow Mandalorians and taking in foundlings but also swearing, but also wearing a helmet at all times. The Children of the Watch were a Mandalorian group described by Bo-Katan Kreez as a cult who followed the way and sought to reestablish the religion, which had since fallen out of mainstream Mandalorian society and became considered ancient by the time of the New Republic era. Wow. So, okay, that is interesting. Orthodox Mandalorian culture was considered ancient by the time of the new republic era new republic was like the times of the clone wars or, or like just beginning so that means mandalorian culture and society is something that is probably one of the most oldest things in star wars next to the zepho of course because like in fallen order we see zephos and it's like ooh, they're mysterious and old and we don't know nothing about them but hey they're mysterious and old and cool so the zepho take the cake for like the oldest you know kind of thing in star wars but hey mandalorians are old too so you can't shove them off the block um yeah so that's actually very interesting huh and and din Djarin was born on concordia so that's pretty cool. And it's interesting that, you know, Star Wars kind of has this, you know, religion. And it's interesting because actually a real relig uh, religion is actually called Jediism, I think. And it literally is like people who 
think the force is real and spend their entire lives, you know, kind of just meditating on the force and trying to harness its power. It's, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. So if you, if people are crazy, they will make a religion out of every single thing. So that's okay. Uh, you know, that, that's weird. You know, sometimes when I watch Star Wars, I get this like, sense like this warm feeling in my heart. Okay, I'm going, I'm going super weird and deep, but just listen for a second. <laughs> when I, when I, when I watch Star Wars, I get this like deep feeling in my chest and like my body becomes tingly and I just like feel powerful. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what the force feels like. Of course, the force isn't real, but we can, we can experiment with different feelings and, you know, emotions and things like that. So it's, it's, it's kind of fun to, um, kind of, you know, feel that in Star Wars and kind of just participate uh, with with kind of like that world. Today, I, like, opened up my water bottle and, like, tried to take a drink and it was, like, super early in the morning and I wasn't 100% awake and I spilled, like, half the water bottle on myself. Oh, my gosh, dude. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. And then the other day, I think it was, like, yesterday, I think, I was on a bike ride because I like to, like, cycle and there's this like trail next to my house that I love. It's like a paved trail. It's nice and flat. It's really good. You know, just get on your bike, turn on a podcast and just just ride. Hey, what if you're what if you're biking right now and you're listening to this? Bro, it's you and me and you're on the trail, bro, and you're just making time. Uh yeah. And so I was biking and I come upon this like turn in the road. I do the turn, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this giant white blob coming towards me. I swerve. I almost fall. Apparently, it was a trailer covered by a white tarp, but I literally, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know. I didn't even think I, like, I don't even know what I thought it was, but it was scary, and it surprised me, and I almost fell. So, if you have a trailer covered with a tarp right now, Please take it off the trail, okay? Because I almost fell because of it. So if you have a trailer covered by a tarp that is right next to a bike trail, sir, move it off the trail, please. You're putting other people at risk. My gosh. Anyways, it wasn't that scary. But this is the way the Mandalorian Creed... Um, Yeah, so I thought... The creed, I thought, was just, like, this big, long, fancy list of, you know, rules that uh, the Mandalorians had to say. But literally, no, it's it's short. It's literally two sentences. I swear on my name and the names of the ancestors that I shall walk the way of the Mandalore, and the words of the creed shall be forever forged in my heart. This is the way. That's literally the creed. Okay. I thought it was a lot... Am I missing something? Is that the entire creed? Because I feel like it's not. Because like, I feel like that's just you know, it's it's vague. It's too vague. It's it's only two sentences. It's too vague. It needs more like it needs more weight to it. You know, it needs more rules and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm and also one other thing. I'm super excited for the Ahsoka show. Um, that's gonna be really great. And we just got Star Wars Visions, which didn't seem to be too popular. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it did well. But based on analytics of my past couple episodes about Visions, you guys really haven't seemed to be eating that up very much. Um, So, yeah. But the Mandalorian content, you guys are eating it up. So hopefully this episode will do well. 
Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. All my listeners out there, each and every one of you, I appreciate you so much. Just just hear that. Just hear that. You guys literally uh, keep me going every day. So not even capping on that, bro. So thank you so much for listening. I'm on, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We have social medias. I would love to hear your thoughts. Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you click those links in the show description. Uh, I really appreciate all the things you guys do. For now, my name's Ty. And yeah, this is the way. Oh, 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 oh,